Welcome back, all you true believers, to Down for the Count. I am your favorite hot mess, Alexis, and with me, as always, is Tiff and Nicole. Ladies, say hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Okay. So welcome back to our wonderful little show here on the internet. We got a lot of crazy stuff to go through today. As usual, it's going to be our wrestling recap with all our favorite and least favorite promotions to go over with. We're going to be this continuing our discussion for Black History Month. We're going to talk about some stuff that's gone down this week, and it's the return of the top five. So get a snack, get some water. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's start it off with the wrestling recap um raw was horrible i can't yeah, tell you I can't, I can't remember one thing that happened on raw this week uh randy orton i like raw left. i like smackdown i didn't like either of them i wasn't happy i was very disappointed but smackdown was yeah We'll get to SmackDown. Monday Night Raw sucked, okay? It was horrible. It could have been better. They didn't do anything with Edge and Randy's storyline except for make it look like Randy was about to cry and he could all of a sudden, I can't do this. Like, I like that, honestly. I don't. I thought, I thought that was that the only was part of the show I liked, honestly. <laughs> Like it because it was it was it was done right. Like he got I so like Ruby. Fuck. I no, I hated it. It was twelve minutes. He came out for twelve minutes, and he said nothing. But I I guess you guys want an explanation. And then he went to I can't do this. Like he was so butthurt because of what he did. I was like, <sighs> I thought it. I no, liked it. Fuck that. <laughs> well, we're gonna get a Ruby versus uh, Liv Liv Morgan feud. I'm kind of living for that as long as she's not Liv, Lana's little lap. I don't think she's gonna be Lana's bitch. I liked um. I like the fact that Ruby returned. I thought that was awesome. I was I like the way she returned because I was like, okay, they're gonna give her a Sasha effect. That's cool, whatever. And I want to see what they do with Liv and Ruby. I think they'll play off each other really nicely. And I'm kind of glad. I really want Lana to to find something else to do. So maybe she'll find someone else to do because she seems to be very good at that. So um, anyway. There wasn't anything specific going on. So, I mean, I wasn't, like, clamoring for it. I was pretty bored after Randy's thing and then Liv's. They gave Drew a little spot. They gave um, Charlotte a spot with Rhea Ripley. Other than that, it was like, okay. Can we talk about probably the most cringiest moment of the night is that whole Humberto and freaking Angel Garza segment with Rey Mysterio like that took me out I was just like, so the thing guy? about that is that everybody talked for way too long correct 
that's what yes. was that's what's wrong that's what was wrong the concept yeah. of it was very good the concept yeah. and the idea was very good but the execution humberto did the best he did and angel just he was the cringy and, one. yeah and you know what and i forgot and this is like no shade to heaven because obviously like not people don't need to i'm not i'm under the assumption that people have to know english like that's not me but it's like i always forget that i always think his english is a lot more broad than what it actually is mm-hmm. for some reason it, i always it forget was... it's limited until he like talks <laughs> but he just was going on and i i, I appreciate them wanting him to like talk more but honestly if they were going to do that they should have just let him just speak Spanish the whole time they let Asuka and Io and um, Kyrie yell in Japanese Correct. a lot more people in America know Spanish than they do they Japanese do. and that's true too they should have just let them all speak Spanish honestly that's so all long right. and boring alright all right. I mean I I think Angel's great I think his in-ring capability is 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 something to, to spectate, okay? It's awesome. But if you want him to be a, a, a character like that, like even Andrade has a certain, like he has a certain charisma. I'm not taking that from him. <laughs> Andrade has a certain allure to him. So does Angel, but it that, that took him out of the best element that made him that charismatic, arrogant, type of guy that he presented him speaking and then not letting Zelina kind of take the lead a little bit I don't mean it in terms of like he can't talk but Andrade has a good way of saying what he needs to say in Spanish and then let Zelina take over and he'll bounce back off of her and that's I guess that'll happen with time but it it just did not mesh well on TV. It looked like Angel was a rookie and Umberto knew what he was doing. And I know, honestly, this is probably a way to keep Zelina busy and on TV while Andrade sits at home. But honestly, they could have brought someone else. They could have had someone on NXT, brought a girl from NXT for the time being. Yeah. Or they could have just had Zelina wrestling. You know, actually have yeah. to do something. They could have just had her wrestle. Like, she could have had a few with Liv. They could have took Liv off. I mean, if they're going to do it like that, they could have took Liv off of Lana and let Zelina feud with Lana or whatever. I don't care. Just don't do... It just seemed like she just... I Fine, go get another client. Cool. But Zelina's not a non-wrestling... I would rather watch Zelina wrestle than to watch Lana wrestle. And you have good potential with her. Why are you shelving her for her to be on the sidelines for the dudes? So this is also my thing. So, yes, Zelina is really good at wrestling. Yes, she can wrestle. But at the same time, she might be comfortable and very happy with what she's doing. Because she is good. And my thing is, honestly, I think managers are a lost art form. I think there need to be way more. There's only, if you think about it, there's only two right now. Or actually three. I forgot about Sammy Zayn. That's fine. Kind of, if that's what yeah, she prefers to do, I don't have a problem with that at all. My thing is, 
you she has an opportunity now with um Andrade being gone to be honest Ajo doesn't need a handler he doesn't have to have one his character is portrayed pretty efficiently without one um and Andrade doesn't have to have one but they work well together as a team which is fine with the women's division being as sparse as it is you have a great opportunity with Zelina being there and you could have some feuds and rivalries with someone else and make something happen. You can make, do something new and something different with her because she's there and she's a decent heel character. You're missing out on something for the women's division specifically, especially for Raw, when you're shelving a person who has talent to be able to do both. Now, if Drake... Maverick can be the general manager of 205 Live and then turn around and be on TV and wrestle and still be another group's manager or whatever, then Zelina can do both. I don't understand why she has to be one or the other. Well, I don't think she has to be one other. And also, like, Jake Maverick doesn't wrestle wrestle. He'll do, like, the most he actual wrestled is when he had that feud with Mike Bennett. And before that, I don't think he's wrestled on WWE TV. Or he'll do on occasion. But I think he's more comfortable. I think he's more set in that role. I think, because I don't think he minds wrestling anymore. I mean, obviously he did prior, a little bit more prior. But he might have been like, you know what? I don't have to get my body banged up. I only got to do this here once in a while. Hop in between, manage an AOP or whoever, being 205 um, general manager and stuff like that. Yes, I do think they should maybe get used a little bit more, but I don't. But honestly, I don't see them as active competitors. I don't see her, I know, as a competitor. So, like, I don't really feel any type of way about me seeing her in a ring. I honestly couldn't care less. I'm not being it to be mean, but I just, I rather. There's like 10 other people I'd rather worry about getting more visibility on a women's side, especially once they're getting healthy, and Zelina Vega is definitely not one of them. When's the last time Zelina even wrestled? Because I remember her at Evolution. Royal Rumble, she was in the Rumble. But an actual match, a real match, last time I can remember was Worlds Collide. She was up against Piper Nevin. They put Zelina against Piper Nevin? It's not a bad match when you go look at it. It's still up there on the network. I just, she, that the whole mic skill is what took me out of it because it's just like she's, like to me, when she's on the mic, and I don't know if she, if it's for like the heel effect, but she's like, she's dragging her words like longer than they need to be. Am I the only one that's, that's that likes to see that? No, that's how she Well, she talks she like speaks. that in real life, though. That's, that's how, how she speaks. She yeah. <laughs> well, don't I feel like an asshole then? Shit. No, it's, I don't know because when. Because I just, Lana does that. I think she's yeah. sensitive too because Lana is literally dragging her words and is unnatural when elite uh, like Zelina drags, but also I think that's a very Spanish thing. I don't think she does it on purpose, but I do think yeah. it can appear that way 
because of her character in the way that it is. You know, Zelina has a very snarky-like personality when it comes to her character. So it can come across like, I don't know, she talking slow on purpose because she thinks you're an idiot and you're not going to understand her. So she makes it really plain and really blunt so you can get it. Mm-hmm. It could come across that way because of how her character is presented. But she actually talks like that. When they had, I think they did a little special for her specifically on the WWE Network once. I came across it. I think it was by happenstance. I was watching something else. And she was showing her family. They went back to her family's house in New York. And she was showing her family and they were talking. She actually talks like that. That's the way she speaks. Lana's Lana's how Lana speaks really bothers me but the, also the funny thing is about Zelina and Alistair she talks very slow he talks very fast he does I mm-hmm. saw him on Ride Along with Ricochet he talks it's, very fast but his character doesn't his character is very slow I mean it's, it's almost to the T the way that his wife is just on the other side of the spectrum it's exactly the same like they he his character is a face obviously he's one of those anti-hero faces okay but when he speaks it's a very dun 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 you can hear it the way that he talks and it's done on purpose but it's weird they, they talk exactly the same I had a coworker a long time ago. Um, she was from the Netherlands, and she had just learned like English a couple of years ago. And you you catch her because she would start talking so fast, and she would actually switch between English and Dutch. And I'm like, what What are you saying? And she <laughs> goes, and then then she'd slow down. She goes, sorry, when I start talking really fast, I I slip back into it because everyone in my family, everyone I know, they 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 talk fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Just, you know, uh, don't do it like into the back of your head and I'll know everything is okay. <laughs> I was like 16 at the time. I was really stupid, but like, it's really cool to like hear them just go, 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 go in Dutch. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds really cool. So, <laughs> well, also, don't get used to thinking Rusev's coming back because apparently now, after this whole Rusev basically looking like a bitch storyline, uh, story they have no use for him. I think Rusev did that for his wife. She better That's love what him, I man. Think. I yes. think he did that for her. And they have their con. He, she has her contract because she resigned five years. So she's oh, stuck. But Rusev did not sign his. Now, the rumor was back last year when Lana signed hers that they both signed the contracts for five years. But now they're recanting and saying, no, that Rusev didn't sign, that he has a contractual dispute, and that he's holding out. So, Hmm. but he did did this whole storyline for her so that she can get back into wrestling and she can have her moment to shine and Apparently, he didn't have a problem with the idea of her divorcing him on TV and remarrying somebody else on TV. I find that hard to believe, but okay, if, if that's what y'all say. 
I think, well, her thing is, especially, like, that era of Total Divas when she was still on there, like, she always, like, she really wanted to be on TV. And that's because she's, she's first and foremost, she's an actress. Mm-hmm. And that's how she came in. So, it's like, her being on TV, okay, it's just like her... It's not just getting exposure. It's like working on her craft because she actually started to really love wrestling. And she's like, I just want to like do stuff on TV, which is fine. But I think they just like threw some shit at them and they were like, all right, well, I mean, since we couldn't get this story, whatever, years ago, we're going to do it again with Bobby Lashley. Which was a horrible idea. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. if it, it should have been Cesaro. Thank you. I said that. I said that from jump. I said, "Oh, that should have been because that would have been the fire." I've been like, "I get it." I can believe it, it, that. Like you, you, you just don't believe Bobby Lashley's dorky ass. Like you just don't believe that shit. Even he I, doesn't believe it. <laughs> How long? They ain't gonna. They're not gonna put the bar back together. They should have mm-hmm. just had Cesaro on Raw, yeah. kept them on Raw, and he could have done that storyline, and it would have been so good because he just mm-hmm. would have been suave, would have walked around in suits and stuff. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Cesaro mm. looks good when he when he dresses up. He looks really good. I I fucks with Cesaro. I wouldn't have had no problem with that. Then I'd be like, okay. I, I, I can understand that, but I choose Russo over Bobby Lashley any fucking day, every day. Honestly, day. you know what? I think that's what it boils down to. Hmm. What do you mean? They picked the wrong. They picked the wrong new husband. Yes. I think that's that's <laughs> literally what it boils down to. I'm yes. If you changed that aspect, it would have out of been looked. I mean, yeah, it was like popular, like mainstream rise, but could you imagine? Mm-hmm. But and then too, yes, it would have worked. It would have made sense. But Lana, she overacted. Yeah. Just a bit. She overacted. She she over the top. She was over the line, and it was like. If you're going to do that, they, it's, it's clear what happened. They gave them the basis for the storyline, and they were like, okay, you guys got to run with it. And she did not execute properly because she should have kept it straight and forward and was like, look, he's not giving me what I want. I want to be kept, and he's not keeping me kept. All he wants is sex, and I don't want that. I don't want to have sex with him, but I like having or- sex with Cesaro. And then leave it at that. There shouldn't have been seven I've been different like, reasons. I've been like, hey, girl. <laughs> see? You see? You see? Like you, it shouldn't have been. He wants me to have a baby. He wants me sitting at home. He, I took all the like, bitch. No, no. Or stop. It, it could have been like what I said earlier. If they were gonna run with the whole, you know, he just wants to knock me up and he's just a sex thing. Like if they wanted that, have the emotional connection happen between, you know. Lashley and Lana like you know Bobby's the one who came and talked to me you remember when I said this earlier he came and talked to me and you know he was helping me out He's, you know and, and one thing happened and this this ended up this is what happened 
Like, it's not that hard to do. The thing is, see, this is where taking your cues from the ruthless aggression and the attitude era would have been smart. You've got guys who were there during that time, and they're so afraid to pull the trigger that they are giving us half-assed stories. If this is the way this was going to go, this should have been when Rusev and Lana came back, there was an allusion to, there was some alluding to they're having relationships problems. Lana wasn't there. Rusev was. They had the whole thing with Maria Kanellis, and clearly he wasn't the father of her baby, all right? But the the journalist was like, what's going on? And he's like, you know, we and Lana are having problems, but I don't want to discuss that right now. The next time they were seen on TV, Lana should have been backstage. There should have been some type of conversation between the two of them. He walks away, and Cesaro or Lashley, if you're going to stick with Lashley, should have been seen comforting her. That is how you set it up. Because it just came out of left field for us. We sitting here, she shows up, and she making out with Bobby Lashley on stage. And we like, the fuck is going on here? That's right. It it was out of the blue. Or I could have or I don't know if it was here or what I was talking about, or they could have done it settled. And she could have been backstage and then Rusev could have been like, Oh, when'd you get that purse? And she'd be like, oh, I just got it. It was on here. I remember that. Yeah, and then, like, next week. Where did those flowers come from? Oh, I don't know. I I just got them. So, I don't know. I think someone accidentally sent them to me. Then another week. Okay, where does this new jacket come from? What's going on? Right. Like, if you're going to pull from the soap operas, make it a real do something. Do something. Like, you got a whole catalog to pull from. You know what to do. Like, y'all got a variety of writers back there. You're not just resting on, like, journalists. Y'all got filmmakers who decided to become writers for WWE. Y'all got all types of people back there from all walks of life. Somebody got to have something. And you can't just pull shit out your ass and then get upset when people don't want to hear it. It's, it's not that nobody wanted to hear the story because, to be honest, the story was something different from what we were getting, but it just wasn't executed properly. And because of that, exactly. people checked out. Hey, could you imagine and that doing that? Because, okay, doing that, doing like the subtle hints of her, like you see her like in the corner like, reading a note, like, smiling, and then have, like, one of the girls come up and be like, oh, where's, like, Rusev? Oh, she's like, oh, that's, she's like, oh, that's so sweet. Rusev still writes you, like, notes and stuff. And then she could have been like, oh, yeah, um, and then someone came up to Rusev, or, and then have someone be like, oh, like, that's so sweet. You sent Lana those flowers and stuff. And he could be like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so they could have, I think that's what made people mad because it could have been, and it was like 70% there. It, it just, then you get the, later on, you get the fillers. They're in bed. I took all the money. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you, what? 
I took all the money and I'm having a good time. Oh, you wanted to get me pregnant. I didn't want to do that. I'm a model. I'm this. And I'm like, girl, right now it just looked like you got tired and you just left. And then on top of that, Bobby Lashley is not, he ain't suave. He don't have no swag. He don't have nothing. There's nothing to him that says, ooh, I understand why she left him for him. I would not, and I'm not trying to dog Bobby Lashley, but there's a certain, if you're going to cheat, at least cheat with somebody who has some of the appeal that you're looking for that you ain't getting from the one you with. At least make it look sexy. It don't look sexy. I don't care what nobody say. That didn't look sexy at all. Like, I would rather it was Jinder Mahal. And that is no fucking lie. I would have been like, you know what? <laughs> but at least, I, like, that would make sense because he, ha- you know, he can play the, the, the modern Maharaja playboy bullshit. But see, did, look, Jinder Mahal... Jinder Mahal might be a lot of things, but the man got style. He's 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 attractive. I find him to be attractive. I could understand gender. I could understand Cesaro. Cesaro's already there. He looks good. He's got a good look to him. And standing next to Lana, they would look good together. So it makes sense. But hell, I'd have been like, okay, if Dolph Ziggler was on Raw, I'd be like, all right. It ain't exactly what I wanted, but, I mean, it's something. He got some personality. As long as he don't come out there in that whack-ass Von Dutch hat and that Jericho hat he had on this past Friday, I'm straight. You, you know, it just it just was not good. And then Lana's out there Monday, got her ass kicked by Liv again. Ruby comes out and sets the tone for her and Liv. And then she comes with her. This this it. Like she all she did was that damn diva move. I hate that move. I hate it. Cause all what the divas that face used it. Thing? Everybody yeah. All- I hate it. All the divas used it. Every diva has it. I hate it. She does it and then she's screaming at the girl while she laying on the ground. Meanwhile, Liv completely ignoring her. And crying because of Ruby. So it just looked like... <laughs> what was the point? You could have just left out the ring while Ruby, while Ruby did what she had to do. You should have left. You should have been gone. The rest of Raw wasn't really... Drew had the whack-ass match with Mojo. The promos took longer than the actual match. <laughs> Like, I'm not even fucking lying. And then they had the um the three way main event match with Seth, Ricochet, and Lashley. Mm. And Ricochet ended up winning. And I'm like, this is just gonna be another squash match. This is gonna be a five second match in Saudi. And that's no ill will toward Ricochet because we but all know he. Can- I mean, did were you gonna watch it if it was Lashley? I'm not going to watch that, period. But that's the point. Like, see, everybody was mad because Lashley didn't win. But my thing is, I we all know Brock Lesnar's track record when it comes to dudes who match his size. He doesn't do well against those type of guys. 
The matches are poorly um, choreographed. They don't work out. And they always end up being his worst matches. So they put him up against Ricochet for two reasons. One, Ricochet's pretty popular in Saudi. It is mm-hmm. what it is. And number two, Brock has a lot of input when it comes to people that he wants to wrestle. And as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but he's had plenty of opportunity to wrestle Lashley. And he scapegoated him every chance he got. He goes up against Ricochet because that's who he wanted to wrestle. If he don't oh, want to wrestle, and also he would Paul tell him. likes Ricochet too. Yeah, he sees Ricochet as like the future for the WWE. That's why all these new people getting pushes like Liv and Drew and Ricochet. It's like because Heyman's really high up on them, and he knows Heyman. Eamon knows they need to start pushing the new blood because the old blood's about to go out. Because people are tired of seeing it. And I'm just like, I'm just happy it's not Seth. I don't I don't want to see Seth versus Brock part three. And I'm so over this stupid Messiah gimmick. Like oh, we might as well get used to that. I don't That's mind it, honestly. I I, hate I, I don't I don't like it, but I don't I don't know. It's very, I think it's very funny and it's stupid at the same time. Yeah. Because my thing is honestly, and I'm not really big on this, if you want to go there, you got to go there with someone like this. I remember me and someone else were talking about this on, on Twitter about his, and someone said, they're like, Seth should come out with a choir during Mania. I said, you know what? He should really do instead. Come out to Jesus Walks with Kanye there. No with his, fucking no. way. With no. his choir. Are you Because tr- you know how many, that's just, that's triggering too many different groups of people. I want to be Seth's No way. Exactly. You would have been mad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to do something like this, you got to go completely all in. No, no, so the in. reason you're not really feeling it is because he's half-assing it. Yep, no, you gotta go. You gotta piss people off. Like, I'm... <laughs> it's weird. I'm gonna be fuck, yo. Oh. I'm like, no the fuck you didn't. Uh-uh. I, don't think, I don't think it's Seth, because I really could care less about Seth Rollins. I think it's just Lawler. Because, like, every five seconds, Messiah, 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 Messiah... And I'm getting ready to go to the gym. And I told my husband, I'm like, if I hear Lawler say Messiah one more time, I'm leaving. And sure enough, three seconds later, Messiah, bye, I'm out the door. I'm not watching. <laughs> like, we, we drag JR, but, but King is just as bad. I'm, They're both I don't bad. care. Bad. He annoys me to no fucking Take him to the end. old fogies home. <laughs> exactly. Like the other Tom Phillips is trying, I you know, and it's weird because when I hear him talk, I think of Michael Cole for some you reason. You got to. It's so it is extremely not, uncanny, but he sounds like him. And okay, so it's not. No, yeah, okay. I, 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 I got that from when they when they split SmackDown and Raw, and they had Tom and Byron on SmackDown with Corey, and then Corey. Renee and Michael were on Raw. I was always like, okay, Tom being on the table is not that bad. It's it's actually very comfortable. I like the fact that they brought Byron back. 
Byron yeah. adds that element that we were missing. You need a strong commentator who's not necessarily a heel commentator. He's the right fighter in the group. Tom is the middle, and then you've got King, who's your color commentator, which is fine. But it's it's so bad. Well, Byron is here. the re- Byron is the reactor, just yeah. like Renee was. Like, go back and watch the the live. I never thought I would say this. Go back and watch the the Lana and live match, and mm. you can hear you can hear him having to stop himself from going out like the way he used to, because he knows if he talked like that, people would be coming for him so much. Well, that part, Alexis, I mean, you can't really help. I mean, he is in his 60s, and he is from a time where it was okay for him to talk about the puppies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't really give him too much hell on that front because he is oh, trying. Uh-uh, I'm giving him an inch. Like, if it, it's like he's struggling to, to, to say things. And it's just like, I remember like one pay-per-view, I can't remember the name of it, like Nikki Bella was there and they were asking her like like legit questions and she was answering them. And the whole time he's just sitting there gawking at her like the little nervous kid in like class staring at the, the pretty the pretty girl. And she turns and looks at him and before he, anyone could say anything, he goes, you're pretty. Like it was just so cringy. I'm like, oh my God. Are you fucking serious, you old man? What do you expect him to do? He's not going to change who he is. It's like, (laughs) he can't help that. I'm not making excuses for him, but you should expect that by now. That is who he is. You know what is also funny about Tom Phillips? Because, Corey, you know his asset. He's going to be Michael Cole when he leaves. He's not. Or when he eventually is going to be Tom. He's going to be Tom. <laughs> Tom, is, Tom is the guy. I like Vic, though. If they, if see. it'll be Tom, if they could convince Morrow to leave NXT, I don't think they could. It would have yeah. been Morrow. It would have been. But it ain't going to be Corey because Corey doesn't have. He doesn't gonna, have the likability. Nobody yes. personality. He don't have the personality. He's not professional enough. That's what it is. No. He's not professional enough for. I like Corey too, but I have to deal with Corey to a certain extent. Like, you know how you, you deal with people, you know that their hearts are in the right place and they're not intentionally being mean, but they have a certain way of coming across where it can almost anything they say can be offensive. Corey yeah. kind of reminds me like of that. So I try not to prejudge what he says and I try very hard to listen. But sometimes Corey literally says things to intentionally incite problems. Yeah, you can't be you can't be the face of the company causing shit to like go down. I think in, at his core he he's a he's a decent dude. But he just, he's one of those type of people that likes to think that they're smarter than everybody. So he says certain things to get underneath your skin and just be like, well, it's clear you didn't understand what I meant. So let me reiterate. He's one of those kind of people. You know what? I changed, I want to change my wording. He was not, it's not that he isn't professional. He doesn't have the tap. 
I do Michael's job. I agree. I, That's what I, it is. It's tat. I think the worst thing about Monday Night Raw this week is that people in Utah drove through a snowstorm for a show like that. I really hope they upgraded. They, got- they upgraded a lot of um, almost every single person's seat got upgraded. Yeah, unless you already had a front row seat. But they had that place was packed though. Even the rafters had people in it. Yeah, and I was sitting there like. I honestly feel I feel like they probably gave them something. I would let to do honestly if. If I was WWE, I would have been like, honestly, one person, one per person, you can get a shirt. Yeah. Because they came out there in the blizzard. It was, it was, uh, they were shoveling people out just so they can get out. Yeah. They, they were about to cancel Raw. Like, because, like, everyone's like, well, why are these matches so weird? I'm like, okay, we'll talk about this and then we'll move on to SmackDown because I want to, I want to say, AEW for very fucking last because um, oh. we'll get on a tangent about that um, the production I don't like they said the matches were you know weird I'm like well you know probably people couldn't fly in and they're like well what the hell's going on with production you got Liv coming out to Lana's uh, Lana's movie kind of Titan Tron the Titan Tron that Monday that was, that was interesting one of the bike eaters like <laughs> like took that shit. That out. was so funny. <laughs> Wait, what? Like one of the was it Ivar or Eric? One of the Viking Raiders tried to to spear somebody. I can't remember. And he missed, and he went shoulder first into the LEDs part of the and ring. And it completely went out, oh. and it was out for yeah. the rest of the day. Are you serious? I missed that. It, it was yeah. hilarious because I was like, ooh, because of shoot, and because the camera sat like. Because obviously it's like something that happens, so you know you want to have the camera on them, but at the same time you can tell them to like move because it's like the LED. I don't think that was supposed to happen that hard because like you heard the shoulder connect. It, it wasn't that little thing. It was full blown, boom. Like you could hear the contact. I, I think like, he slipped. I don't know, but that got the screen got fucked up for the rest of the night. <laughs> and if you was... watch, honestly, if you watch the rest of the show, they go, they don't take an angle all the way down there. No, they don't. Wow, I didn't even see that. No, man, because I missed it. Because it's just, I don't know. There, there was, there, it's too much stuff to go over, but it's like. The mess ups and the lighting, like halfway, like at the end of the Lana Live match, all the lights went out for like no right. reason. Oh, Ruby in the dark. I'm like, please don't let anything happen to her. She just came back from double double uh, shoulder surgery. Anything happened to her? Oh no, they weren't gonna let anything happen to her. But oh, I was just trying oh. to figure out why the lights went out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Who oh, coming what? back? The boogeyman? What is this? Oh, that would made more sense, honestly, than anything else going on on that show. Oh, her lipstick would look really good, and I'm not. Oh, her, I'm it. not for. Um, I'm not. That's like one colored lipstick that I'm not. I I don't like. Is usually green and most purples. Yeah. Actually, I like purple. I like pink, um, green and orange. I think are the worst lipstick shades to ever I hate orange exist. Lipstick. Because I don't think they look good on anybody. 
They make but green. I like that green. That green lipstick colored rain makes it. I think wears- they mix it with something because I kind of I want to find out who did her makeup. Because it was really pretty. I need, really pretty. I, I need was- to know that right fast. I, I need that in my life. I love that jacket, which mm-hmm. is also kind of funny because Liv wore a similar jacket. Was it like last week or the week before? I think it was last week. We were just saying, we were like, because we were screaming because we're all like, that jacket's hot. We want that. Where'd you get it from? Well, all her gear was dope. And we was talking oh, her about gear is, Her gear is fire now. I don't it know is. who's doing it, but she needs to pay that. Make sure she's paying them good. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get this packed down. down. Trash. Okay, okay wait. Wait before, <laughs> before you start. For the most part, SmackDown did stay on the vein of their show. They weren't all over the place. It was pretty simplistic, but it still was not good. One thing they did do that I liked was they had the women as the main event. But that wasn't executed right in my eyes either. So I'm going to let y'all go on this while SmackDown and then I'll say my piece. Okay. Oh, I just um, didn't like it. It was just my <laughs> It had its moments. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't fun. I mean, I like no. the segment where they're showing Otis getting ready for his date with Mandy, which I thought was kind of funny. I thought it it was, it was cute. You know, Tucker's trying to teach him table manners. It's really cute. Um, Okay. Uh, I actually saw this online and it made, it makes sense. Have you guys realized that Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin have been feuding for the last five months? Yeah. They have been feuding since October. I can find it. Like this, let me let me find this real quick. It made sense because someone posted this on Instagram and I saved it. Hang on. I don't understand why that's the problem. The length of time. What's the problem? It's too because it's just too much. There's no. It's like a never. It's like being in Dante's Inferno. It's like the seventh circle of fucking hell. What she said. I guess I, it's I must okay. I'm not it. saying. But now it's just like <sighs> there's there's been no payoff. I mean, like every pay per view, it seems like Roman wins, and then Baron. No, gets, he hasn't. Like, okay, well this tells you I just don't care. Uh, there's no payoff to this. There's no. What's the point? You, you, okay, well let let. The matches between the two of them, I can't really stick up for the quality of the feud. That part I, is is up to the people in it. So on that end, I understand y'all frustration. What I what I don't like is you. I feel like at this point, I thought this feud would be over at Rumble. Roman won. It should have been done. If you're going to do a cage match, then you should have did the cage match at Rumble. That should have been it. 
and you should have poured the dog food on them at Rumble. Everything should have been completed at the Rumble because that was one of the big four, and you guys had been going this strong this whole time. It should have been one and done. Mm-hmm. Where I'm, where I differ from you two in terms of feuding is that everything cannot be so short. Now I'm not saying they needed to go six months. I'm not saying that, but y'all was ready for this shit to end in December. It had started in October, October, November, December. They were going then. They had one pay per view that they fought at, which I believe was TLC, and. Baron Corbin won at TLC. After that, they had been going back and forth because it was Survivor Series, and then after Survivor Series, they had TLC. They fought, and then he got the dog food dumped on him. I want to say it was last month in February. I mean, in January. It was something like that. I don't know anymore. Then the Usos came back, and they were able to wrestle then. So it wasn't like, I, I want to say I understand, because I do. I understand that the feuding, it was meant to build Corbin as a viable heel, but not knock down Roman Reigns at the same time. So there's a tit-for-tat thing going on between the two of them. This, I'm not mad at it, but I understand y'all frustration with it. I would rather you have a solid feud between two people than to have a feud that doesn't make sense or not have one at all. And it could be very easily where Roman just bowled over Baron Corbin and then we we have to try to figure out where Roman's going to go next. Or Corbin doesn't really... Because they could have did it simple, ended it at the Rumble, and then had Corbin and... Um, uh, what's his name? Goldberg wrestle at um, Saudi Arabia. I don't want to see that either. You're not going to watch it anyway. So what difference did it make? You don't want to watch that. So that's why I said. It's a dump match. They love Goldberg over in Saudi. Why not? Let him have, feed his ass to Corbin and let Corbin lose to him. I guess that'll make up for the fact that Corbin beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Do that. The match ain't gonna last that long, no way. Kill it now while you have the opportunity and be done with it. And you could have did something else with the fiend. Let the fiend go after somebody else. I don't know. It didn't have to be Roman, but you could start that if you want to start the feud with Roman and the fiend. Then go ahead. I mean, if you can go five months with this feud with Roman and Corbin, why not? The fiend is the type of character who had who needs the longevity. He's the one who plays the best mind games out of the whole WWE. You could have did it that way. But I don't mind the time, but I just wanted it. I wanted a solid feud. I got that with Baron Corbin and Roman, but I wanted it to be over the week before last. So them stretching it out now to Saudi just leads me to believe that this is just another way to fill up the show and make sure that the Saudi show has a solid feud on it. Because I think if Saudi wasn't involved, this feud would have been over. They didn't really have much else going on except for the dirt sheet. I missed that. What happened? 
I didn't like it. <clears throat> I thought it was extremely corny. It was, it was, it was Miz and Morrison, like in true fashion. If, if that makes sense. What was the whole thing about Biggie and BET? Because I saw that it was like a running joke on Twitter for like a good part of the night. Like what? Oh, BET uncut. That was funny. <laughs> okay. Um. He he said they were as they asked him. They were basically commenting on the dirt sheets. Um. Little once upon a time in Hollywood parody, and Kofi was running it down. And Big E was like, and the part where Nelly, you know, was swiping his, and Kofi said, wait, what are you talking about? What are you, there was no Nelly in there. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I was watching, I was watching BET Uncut. And, and I just, I lost it. That was funny. That, that was okay. hilarious. So also to our viewers who don't know what BET Uncut is, yeah, BET Uncut is on, I think, BET, um, BET Plus. So I think that like, BET Uncut was all of the music videos back in the day that could not get aired on Rap City and 106 and Park and other shows and other shows and were very heavily edited and then they were played at night. Yeah, so like, okay, like um, if you're a little hood and you listen to Uncle Luke or you liked a lot of ratchet ass music videos. So, uh, what was the um, Dr. Dre had two versions of his song. Jesus, what is the name of that song? It's got corrupt on it. It's got Snoop on it, and it's him on there. And I know the damn lyrics, but I can't think of the song. There's two versions of the video. The video was shot in a strip club, and they had strippers. So. They blurred it out for MTV, regular old everyday BET, and for like, you know, MTV jams and, you know, the stations that just play strictly music videos, they blurred that out. But during BET Uncut, you saw that Nelly's video iconic was Tip Drill. And Tip Drill was literally Oh, I remember that. A twerk icon. That that right there is the epitome of that was the epicenter of twerking videos. And he literally took a credit card and swiped it down this girl's butt. Is that where that came from? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh God. So me now. Till Tip Drill was only shown on BET Uncut, and that came on between 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. So you had to be up late to watch it. And then on top of that, it was it was not blurred. You could see everything. Titties was out. Asses was out. And don't let no Uncle Luke video play. Don't let no Uncle Luke play. No old school, um, who what was his name? Trick Daddy, Trina. Them type of music videos from 305, uh-uh. No, ma'am. All you was going to see is ass. Doodoo Brown from Uncle Luke. That... <laughs> That's what? all you going to see is... Oh, he ain't never... Okay, Alexis, see. Uncle Luke got a song called Doodoo Brown. And it's basically... 
you just have to download the music and listen to it. But I think the videos are up on YouTube. If they not, you, you can Google it and find it. It's not hard. He got a lot of raunchy ass songs. Like Uncle Luke shit. He, I want to hear he that was... song. <laughs> it's so it's it's ratchet, but that's like the perfect explanation of what he was talking about. But it I would highly suggest if you want to know what Biggie meant, you would have to Google Nelly's tip drill to figure out what he meant. Because that's what he was referencing. He was referencing the tip drill video. Okay. Uh, Just be warned, you're going to see a lot of ass. Now, I'm not talking about, like, you know, stuff you see. You know this song, Alexis. I do? (laughs) I don't think she does. No? (laughs) I don't think she knows this song. (laughs) I fucking love that song. That's where it came from. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. White, white girl didn't know. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'll send it to you so you can see it. That's what Black History Month is for. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's, let's go into what really pissed everybody off for SmackDown, which was the women's match. Because... Oh, they they set up the feud with Naomi and Bailey last week with um, Naomi's return, and then they had a fatal four way, and Naomi was in it, which a lot of people assumed that Naomi would win. Now, prior to this feud being announced, some people got an email telling them that this feud was determining a match for the women's championship to be defended in Saudi. And I did everything I could to find this email because I was subscribed to WWE's um, newsletter and I was trying to see if I got the email but I did not get it. I saw somebody on Twitter post it and that's what I keep getting led, being led back to was this picture of the Fatal 4-Way um, competitors and underneath it says um, Fatal 4-Way determines Saudi show championship match. So I was like, huh, it looks like it was made in pick art, but okay. So everybody was like, they're going to have a match in Saudi. And I was like, oh, okay. I wonder how that's going to play out. It took them all the way up until the last minute to be able to strong arm them to get Natalia and, um, Lacey to have a match. I'd be shocked if they have this match in Saudi. I'm gonna be honest. But anyway, they had the women's fatal four-way. And for the most part, Naomi carried majority of that match. She was like she was the star. And then towards the end, Carmelo was able to steal it and pick up the win. And when I tell you that people not happy. They were pissed off. They were like, why would you build up Naomi just to push her back to the back? Like, that was so stupid. And I was just like, well, 
I have a question. And I'm going to pose my question, and then y'all can say what y'all want to say about it. Are you going to be okay? Let's say we take the idea that Naomi doesn't want to go to Saudi off the table, right? Everybody wants to go. Okay. Are you going to be okay with that quality of match being sent to Saudi and not being somewhere where you would actually want to watch it? My biggest fear is because, I mean, that quality of match, I... I don't think they're going to, that's just, okay. I don't think they're going to send that quality of match over to Saudi because they know people want to see this at WrestleMania or, or Elimination Chamber, where they want to see this get built up because Naomi taking the title off of Bailey in Tampa, which is only about an hour and 30 minutes drive to Orlando. And so it'd be close to her hometown. It would be great. My biggest concern is when I saw about possibly being in the Saudi show, I'm like, they is this safe for Naomi to even go? Because I'm thinking of the way they treated Lacey and Natty. Now, if they were doing that to two white women, two blonde white women, how would they treat someone like <laughs> Naomi? Coming out with the neon and the hair and, and all that. I mean, they were throwing water bottles. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Cow, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll let you get back to the podcast. Bottles at Natty and Lacey. And I'm like, I don't even want to think about what they would fucking do to Naomi. That, that well, actually legit scared me a little bit, honestly. Well, to be realistic, she couldn't come out like that. She would have to come out fully clothed, hair Take it would have to take her hair and pull it back, so they probably would straighten it and pull her hair back, or she would put on a wig and put it back. Either way, she couldn't come out with the tips and her hair glowing and all that. She wouldn't be able to do that because Natalia didn't get to come out the way she wanted. Neither did Lacey. They got their music, you know, but she's not gonna be able to come out with the full on garb like she always do. But my question was. I don't think her safety would be in question. I think they would protect her just as much as they protected Natalia and Lacey. Um, but my thing would be overall looking at it from my point of from the point of view of just a fan. And you're like, okay, this match needs to be seen. All right, are you going to be okay with it being wasted at Saudi? Because that's a waste of a match at Saudi. Nah. I I think they need to save this for Mania. I think that's why they're basically feeding Carmella and Bailey. That's because my point. That's my point really, too. Nobody wants to see that. They they want to that's see Naomi and Bailey. Right. That's why at first I was like, you know what, this is some bullshit. But when you really look at it, they're not wasting Naomi. They pulled the trigger a little too quickly with her setting up her feud with Bailey. 
they should have had it set up so that Bailey was feuding with everybody. That way it didn't look so obvious or it didn't feel like she was going to win, like Naomi was going to win this romp, this fatal four-way. It could have gone either way because of how they set it up. They gave us too much is what I'm trying to tell you. And they didn't yeah. execute it right. So now everybody's in their feelings and pissed, but they're not really looking at it. If this, in fact, is going to happen in Saudi, because I'm going to be honest, I genuinely don't believe it's going to happen in Saudi. But if it does, fine. I'm okay with that. Can't do anything about it. I probably won't watch it. I'll probably just wait for the highlights to see who won. But if this, in fact, happens in Saudi, I'm not going to be mad about it because, one, they didn't waste a good matchup between Bailey and Naomi in a Saudi show where people are just not going to appreciate it for what it could be. And, two, unfortunately for Carmella, this is no shade to her. I know Carmella has worked very hard and she has come very far. But right now, Carmella is not the kind of champion you need. She's not the type of champion you need in terms of heel champion, face champion, whatever. Her style of wrestling is very limited and it's not going to end, it's not going to give you much. I mean, because y'all know they make fun of her doing her super kicks all the time. But oh, what Carmella's got to expand her repertoire. Like Liv did it. See, that's all she did in the match, dude. That's all she did was super kicks. And I'm like, come on, you have a bitchin' submission move. Slap it on somebody. Like, if she if she had done that, I'm really – the thing that pissed me off was Naomi had to eat the pin. She could have pinned Dana. She could have pinned Alexa. But the thing, okay. but the thing is, you it was – and they stayed directly on it. Her shoulders were obviously up. Oh, right. The entire – and it focused literally right on there. So, so that's why I was mad at first. But then when mm-hmm. I thought about it, it's like, no, they filmed that direction on purpose. Unlike when you have the women's main event for Mania, when they hurry up and switch the angle, when they realize um, Rhonda's shoulder was up. Right. So I think that that probably will be a factor next week. Or rather, well, yeah, next week on SmackDown. So I we did react to what we, I reacted to what I saw. I was upset, but when I thought about it, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not upset because I feel like they would have wasted this match with Naomi at Saudi. It wouldn't have been given its just due. And, and also two, and they're gonna waste her on a Saudi event? Fuck that. No. And as long as, yeah. I mean, if it's going to be Carmella, I mean, I hate to say that, I, I wouldn't have been happy if it was Dana. But if anybody's going to go to Saudi, it should have been Alexa Bliss or Carmella. They can go. Yeah. Both of them, both of them have, I mean, Naomi's been champion too. But both of them have been champion. And to me, both of them had, I mean, Carmella's run as champion was, all right. She went up against some great competitors and Oscar and Charlotte and all of that, but she's not she, a person that I would say, hmm, she needs to be on the main event of Elimination Chamber or or WrestleMania. Like I'm I'm not I'm not that crazy. 
So I'm not I'm fine with her being the one to go. Just make sure we get the match we've been waiting for at WrestleMania. Make it work. Make the feud worthwhile after this. If not, we really gonna be pissed. Which is what they're do is which is what they're doing. Because and also it's like and if you listen to after I, I go I tune into after about in the I listen to a new day's podcast a little bit more, but after the bell, um, obviously she was in kayfabe most of the time, but Sasha was on there and she was basically like, she was basically like, um, because he, he was obviously <clears throat> asking her, why was she MIA in Royal Rumble? And she was like, well, a, I was injured. And even if I was injured, I wasn't going to do it anyways. Cause she was like, I'm not going to challenge my best friend mm-hmm. and I've already challenged Becky. She's like, that's, I'm not interested in either of those. So it's whatever. And so Corey's like, you don't want a match with, he's like, so you don't want to have any championship match. Or she was like, no, she was literally doing this while she was getting her nails done. Like you could right. hear the, the drill going. The thing. The drill what? going. And she was like, nope. She was like, honestly, I just want to have a... She's like, I don't feel like doing anything except for wearing a really good outfit. I'd rather just wrestle on a pre-show and get it over with. That's what she said. So, if they're going to do a Bailey Sasha, it's not going to be till after Mania. They ain't going to do and it. And I don't think... I don't think they're going to do it at if, all. It's going to be a minute. If they actually, If they actually do it. But yeah. I think... I think they didn't know what to do with Bailey for Mania, and then Naomi becoming viral and her coming back, and they're like, you know what, this is as good as it's gonna get. We can't yeah. have any no one else because they told I get, and then also I was reading reports that they told Alexa Bliss she wasn't gonna get pushed for most of 2019, and mm-hmm. a good portion of this year, too. Good. Which is which is why she's been trying to get Nikki over and do other stuff, which is good for her and, like, work on her moves, which is, like, I honestly think they need to have do that to Charlotte. Yes. Because Alexa taking, getting put in a back burner improved her. It did. And I think she was able to get more healthy and to work on a lot of different stuff, work on her moveset, so I that helped, I think that really benefited her, right? Really benefited her um, being able to put Nikki Cross over <clears throat> and stuff like that, but anyways, I don't think they had no idea what the hell they were going to fucking do with um, they Bailey. They, they had didn't. no idea what, they had no idea what they wanted to do with her because it's like, it's the same thing with, like, with, um, Becky, she's basic. She's been through everybody, and there's yeah. no one else they can put over there because the only other NXT because they're Shayna's gonna go against Becky mm-hmm. because the story they're telling there because it's gonna be where Becky is so overcome by her own hype. Yeah, and that's what's gonna happen. That's exactly what's gonna happen. She's gonna be so encompassed in her own hype and her own whatever is going on and Shayna's going to sneak in and she's going to beat her which is great storytelling it is and I think that would be a good way to get Becky out get Becky out and to put some of the man character arrest at least this portion of the man character put them arrest 
But yes, mm-hmm. I think they had no idea what they were going to do with Bailey for Mania. And I think all of this happened. I think they knew, probably figured, Naomi were like, okay, we'd have her in like some feuds. Or like, probably, they were going to probably have her on a card anyways or have her do something. But I think there was just such a strong reaction. And they were like, you know what? We just, we might as well because Bailey ain't doing shit. I was like, this is her Mania feud. Agreed. No one else can't hold it. And then, if you want to do that, have Bay have Naomi hold it for it, and then you can transition to Sasha. True. That's a way to transition to Sasha without her and Bailey going in feud number ten ninety five four thousand. <laughs> She's right though. Like, yeah, I'm not. Awesome. I'm not denying that. I mean, it just, it's, I just wish SmackDown was better. It usually is, and it just, it didn't give me nothing. If that If that pays exactly how that, someone, I'm charging someone, that's bullshit. <laughs> I was, I, I wanted it to be better, so I was, I was upset. I was like, you know what, this is trash. Rose yeah. trash. This is trash. Right. I don't know. We got work to do. Yeah. So NXT hopefully was a lot better on Wednesday. Please tell me it was a lot NXT better on was Wednesday. Fucking fire! <laughs> I love NXT. It was so dope. Um, I think everybody's favorite part of NXT was Bianca, Rhea, and Charlotte's interaction on that show. And I think mine, what what tied for me was Gargano and Balor's banter back and forth. They kept them separated, and they were going at it. Gargano was just like, you ain't been the same since you lost to Lashley on Monday Night Raw. Just went in. I was like, oh, my feelings. <laughs> they was going at each other's necks. Like, are you love- sure? Are you sure Bianca's supposed to be a heel? Because like she's a she's uh she's I don't know what she is she's kind of just like whatever. I don't think Bianca they don't like is, defining her. No, but it, when you look oh. at how Bianca cut her promos, and just to think, Bianca's not a face. If I had to say anything, I get I would say she would be an anti-hero, but for the most part, Bianca's a heel. That that is that's it. But everybody likes her, so they just they cheer for her. The same thing they did for Becky. Becky was a heel when she first started. As the man, she was a heel, and they still cheer for Becky. I don't know. But her she had me like Bianca had me rolling. Like I was crying. Like I was crying. I was laughing that hard. And then like I'm thinking, I'm like, does her and Montez do this to each other? Like, yes. just to see who could, like... I believe they do, because he's stupid, and she'd be right there with him. They... <laughs> I mean, was it the, the bump? What was it? The morning the morning show they do? Yeah. That, who was there? I think he was there, and she was, like, street on profits. screen. Yeah. They had the Street Profits there as they guessed that. I think it was last week. Um, And she was on screen, 
and he was on the screen and she was kissing at him and he rubbing on her lips on the screen. <laughs> I was like, God. I think that's cute though. <laughs> like, I'm gonna embarrass you, but I know you're gonna try to one up me in the embarrassment department. So okay. Um also the yep. one thing about the Rhea Rhea, Charlotte, and um Bianca, I like I forgot everyone's name all of a sudden. Was that um no offense, everyone knows I love Rhea. You can tell how she's not on par Michael-wise with both of them. No, oh, no. Is it a comfort thing? Like is she not yes. comfortable or is she just she just outdone? Like both of them just outdone do her. No, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Because I think she's a little bit better. I don't think she's as comfortable enough on the mic yet as a face than she was as a heel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's her getting used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Charlotte's a different level on the mic, period. Regardless she- of how anybody feels about her, what she's doing, she is. And then... um. Also, Bianca is way ahead of the curve for most of them as well. And they have amazing, amazing chemistry between the two of them. They do. And the fact that they both teamed up. And I re- and also liked when she was like, hey, you're not going to disrespect her here. Like, I was, I was with that because that was mad disrespect. Yeah. Because she, she was <laughs> like. That woman face. She was like, she said, hold on a second. She was like, wait a second. like, this ain't ain't your home no more. And that perfectly set up because Charlotte ain't going to, because Charlotte's going to do that dumb bullshit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What is she going to decide? Is she going to walk in a ring and walk out? Or she's going to be backstage and she's going to turn around? Because I think, is this weekend, right? Um. Yes, NXT Portland, NXT Takeover yes. Portland. Yeah, yeah, it's this weekend. Yay! So because that's what Charlotte's gonna do. Charlotte's gonna. Yep, yeah, because that what Charlotte's gonna do is hop her law happy ass in that ring, cause a DQ. Oh God! Triple threat. AEW having a show on Sunday? It's the 29th. It's two days after the Saudi show. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, because I remember their shows are usually on Saturdays. Yeah. Yep, and NXT is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. NXT, yay! Oh, it's on a Sunday. That's weird. It is weird. Takeover's on a Sunday? Takeover yeah, Portland so is on a Sunday. I don't know why they did that, but they did. It's on the 16th. Oh, Takeover no, Portland is on the 16th. <laughs> Are you guys really sure Bianca's a heel? I'm sorry. I, just, I, don't, think, I, I don't classify her as anything. I, I like her. I, she's a tweener, as they, they call it. She's a tweener. She 
teeters the line of a heel and an anti-hero. It depends on who she's going up against as to who, what she is. So, like, she's going up against um, Candice LeRae, she's a heel, because Candice is a baby face. But if she's going up against somebody like Charlotte Flair, Charlotte is a heel. So, I guess you could call her the anti-hero to her. So, it really depends on who she's going up against, because she patterns... Her, she's she's the way she is no matter who she goes up against. But it all depends on how the person plays off of her that shapes what her persona would consider be considered to be. Um, but naturally, she came in as a heel. She didn't come in as a face. She wasn't a baby face or a normal face character. That's not how Bianca is. That ain't how she rolled. So... Um... Also, apparently, um, Mania 37 location will be announced tomorrow. So, okay. what, what, so who do you, where do you think they're going? Probably back to New York. They're going to go to, I think they're going to go to California. They haven't had a rumble right. in California. Why are they releasing Mania already? We haven't even had Mania this year. They, they always Mania do that. Already. They it's always so, it's like the super is they do that for major all major sporting events. The same thing with like a Super Bowl or um, NBA All Star Game or like the World Series, yeah. so the town can be prepared. Mhm. And yeah. so you can know because you're gonna prepare. You get your um, can't get your hotel and stuff early, but you know you can start saving for it right now. I thought they usually like announced it at Mania because there was like the year I went was like the year they announced they were going to Dallas next year or something like that. They are going to Texas for Mania, but they didn't announce no, it. No, not unless... for the past few years. It's always yeah. on um... Well, shit. They announced it pretty early. Yeah, for the last yeah, couple of years, they've been announced it pretty early. early. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, because because it's also because when you think about when you have something like that come to come to come to somewhere, so the town has to prepare. Um, so not only just like the town itself, but you have to think about the city officials. You have to think about the police forces because you're gonna have to have extra. You're gonna have to act, have extra police. So you might even have to have. National Guard people contract it. You have to think about you because it's going to also come attach what stadium is going to be. Mm-hmm. So you also have to get the restaurants and the zoning and all that prepared for that. And then yeah. also because say and also they get charged or they can do like a charge. So say like or say like I don't know. Say I don't know whatever steakhouse is right by the stadium for Los Angeles, if they have it there. And their parking is going to get ate up for two weeks because that's probably when they're going to start the crew people and shit of like that and start heading down there. They usually head out at least like a week or two ahead of time to start constructing. So they have to say, be like, well, my parking is going to be unlimited my parking is going to be a limited for my establishment for this amount of time that might cut into my business. 
So that's something, obviously, when you ha- you're you a local business and you have a situation like that, that's something that you tell your council. And then, in fact, since you told your council and they have this big, huge entertainment district in there, that's a charge you add on to the entertainment that's getting brought in. So hmm. it's not just, like, releasing. It's also getting the people who are going to be affected prepared. Especially you think about if it's by a school. So if it's too close to school, hey, maybe we should do short days or maybe we should be like, you know what? They're out of school for half of the week. So on and so on. They would really do that for Mania? Like close schools down? Well, I'm just using like example in Mardi Gras. They don't have they don't um, have school during Mardi Gras that whole week. <sighs> there ain't no fucking light. <laughs> Yeah, but even if it's just, like, a day or something, like, the day, because they know, obviously, so, the Friday, so you think about the Friday before Mania now is SmackDown, and then the Hall of Fame, somewhere falls in between that, so it's, like, so say you have, like, a school, especially, well, I'm more so like, a college, I'm not talking about, like, an elementary school, but if you're at college and you're, like, that close, like, what's the point? And kids are going to be distracted just cancel classes for the day like stuff like that like schools and like businesses who either business is going to be booming so they have to think about okay maybe we shouldn't have all of our menu items for this period of time have a limited menu so we can be able to service and get all these people in and out as possible without like completely killing our kitchen in front of the house staff and then you also have to think about like also like where are these people going to go and then also especially when you think and then you're like okay so Airbnbs because they're also starting to do especially in bigger cities they're starting to have more rules and for Airbnbs like okay so what are we going to do about trying to limit Airbnbs so we can have people stay in our hotels in the city and not have do that so we can have more money brought into the city so all of that needs to get shuffled about. Yeah. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. I think they're going to go. So, like, especially, like, if they want to do it in L.A., they want to make sure they can get it without interfering with the Lakers season. Mm. Right? Mm. Well, they would probably have it outside if it's going to be in L.A. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll be at Staples. Well, it was. That one year it was in the Staples Center. I think it's too big now. I would have it outside. If you're going to go all the way on it, well, it's mostly outside anyways. So don't Brandon they have James a stadium? Don't they have a football what stadium? What is outside? What is outside? I think their football stadium it, in L.A. is not a dome. It's, it's an open field. Hold on a second. People are trying to say Vegas. I was like, I don't even think that's ready yet. They yeah. haven't been to Vegas in a really long time. Since like WrestleMania Where 9. Where yeah, would they go? There's nothing big enough. The only thing they... that would be big enough is that new Raiders, Raider, Raiders, the new Raiders stadium. Raiders stadium. But is that even done yet? I don't think the Raiders stadium is built yet. No, last time they, last time they had it, it was um, at Caesars Palace. 
This is oh, like yeah, 19... There's, there's no way. Something like that. This stadium is called the SoFi Stadium. That stadium's open like our stadium here is. Yeah, they could have it at that stadium in L.A. We need a campaign mm-hmm. for a Royal Rumble or something in Cleveland. Like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. They said they tried. And they said we didn't have enough hotels here to be able to sustain all those people. But I think the tester Probably is going to be next year's. Next year we're having the All-Star getting here. I, for, I keep forgetting about that, yeah. So they're going to test it out that way because Dan Gilbert been lobbying for the All-Star game since he bought the Cavs. And I know that he's been trying to get um, WrestleMania to come here. It's one of the bigger four pay-per-views, like SummerSlam, um, you know, Royal Rumble, he's been trying for years. So... I don't think we would get uh we we wouldn't be able to handle WrestleMania. That'd be too much. They have to shut the city down. They're never coming to Knoxville, so <laughs> I'm not gonna have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, because when you think about Mania, because in Cleveland, so that's why I say we're not ready yet. Because you have to think about it. It's not just WrestleMania. You have to think of you have to think of again the of the Hall of Fame. You have to think yeah. about. Because it's not just current wrestlers, it's the OGs and the Hall of Famers, and then you have to think about TakeOver, and then you have to think about both Raw and SmackDown, and that's what, five, whatever events I just named. And then, on the other side of things, you have to think about all of the wrestling promotions. The collective this year has like 10 shows, and I think it's more than that, honestly. And this is just one, and this is just GCW, and you have to think about Ring of Honor usually does something. Um, New Japan goes back and forth. Um, Impact, by, I think, is going to have a show. Um, you got to mm-hmm. think about like... Um, and then you have to think about like all the other smaller producers. You got to think about like AIW, and then you have to think about Rev Pro, and then you even and have a Progress. Sport. Progress is at, I'm going to a Progress show. I have to think about Progress. You have to think about the parties. You have to think about Starcade. All GCW is supposed to have a. They're all supposed to have events during this during the week to piggyback off of WrestleMania. So. I. I mean, I would hope that it would be fine, and if they ever wanted to come to Cleveland, it could definitely be plausible, but I want to see first how we handle the All-Star weekend. Once we can figure that out, then it could be a conversation as to whether Cleveland can handle it or not. And I think we need to start off with something like, what's less chaotic? Honestly, a SummerSlam, because you don't have to worry about school and all that other stuff. Yeah. True. Or Survivor Series. Survivor Series isn't that bad. Oh, that is right. Yeah. They could, actually, they could do Survivor Series. Could. Survivor that Series. might work better. Yeah. SummerSlam's still a big show. That's like the end of the summer. Yeah. All right. 
That NXT just made me thirsty. <laughs> Sorry. I liked NXT, though. I, I really did. I was so happy to watch NXT because NXT kind of was like, okay, that's a nice palate cleanser because Raw left a bad taste in my mouth. So I watched NXT and I enjoyed NXT. Velveteen Dream came back. I was so happy. Yeah, saw- oh my god. Well, I was seeing you on the Rick Rude. The what? The Rick Rude thing. Where well, back first- in the day, Rude would airbrush the like people's face on his crotch on his wrestling tights and then like swing his hips around. I'm like Velveteen. Velveteen's well, done that before. He's done that before. Like he um he had a takeover and he had Vince call me up on his ass, but this time he had Marina and their kid spray painted on his thigh and then on his ass it said Marina call me. Oh yes, I, ma'am. Should, I shouldn't like Velveteen, but that is oh my god. That it, is great heel work right there. <laughs> and Roderick was just laying there and I was like, oh Roderick you gonna let him do you like that? And That's he looked all did. ass by himself. <laughs> by himself. He went in there and was just tearing shit up. Now, I remember seeing that sign because what they did was they, they beat up on Champa and Riddle and um, Pete Dunne. They beat up on them and then it went dark. And then on the screen came that little eerie message that was sent out. I think it was a couple weeks back. And it had those numbers, but I thought it was May and not February, okay? But he came back on the 5th, and he came out there, and all you didn't see him come out. You saw him on the top turnbuckle just taking everybody out. He jumps off and just goes bananas. And he beats the shit out of Roderick Strong, and then he takes his pants off, and his pants didn't come all the way off. And I was like, poor baby. He had to take his shoes off. He still didn't come off. <laughs> he was standing in the ring with his pants around his ankles with these leggings on with Marina and their kid's face spray painted on his legs and call me up Marina, call me Marina on his ass. I, I was like, I shouldn't fucking like this, but why do I like this? <laughs> She's such a shady queen, and I love it. <laughs> it's so shady. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was just so good. I was like, you know what? Triple H and them know my heart. They do. They, they do. They try so hard. I, I appreciate it. It, it, was just, it was just fun. I, it was such a good show. It was so good. It's highly underrated. It's just so good. Fucking Rick Rude would be proud, Velveteen. Good job. Good job. So funny. <laughs> he deserved it. He deserved that shade. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought you liked Roderick Strong. Yeah. I do. He did, but when he shaved that dude's head, that was part of that. Because I tweeted, I was like, you could have done that to no black dude because that mm-hmm. shit would have, NXT would have been fucking canceled. They would have taken it off the air. Period. <laughs> People have been like, why? 
in live, how come they're not showing what's going on? It's canceled. <laughs> He's <laughs> getting jumped for real. I was like, uh-uh. And they was just, they going through trying to find Champa, but they got their asses handed to them. Good. Good for them. It good was for good. them. Well, now, and then you you know who Keith Lee is challenging at TakeOver Portland. He's going up against Dajakovic, which I I don't want Keith to drop the title. To Dajakovic, I mean, he's not. Uh-uh. Wait, I, I'll put it this way: I can see it happening, specifically because I think they really want Keith on the main roster, like really bad. Or in I think they're Smackdown. starting to really push for him. Yeah, and I, I could, I really hope that they don't do him like that, because that that he haven't even had the title. For a month yet. It's only been a couple yeah. weeks. Keith Lee is you way know, they too They do hard. that shit to Gargano all the time. I hate when they do that though. I hate it. Like you could have just easily gave that belt to somebody else. And then let Keith move over. Like he didn't have to. I don't know. But They're I feel not- I feel weird about that match with him and Dajakovic. I I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but I've been thinking it since they announced him. That's the one he was going to go up against. I'm just like, I, I see him dropping that title at Portland, and I don't want him to do that. I think they're not. I think they do want to call up Keith Lee, but right now he's one of the biggest stars of NXT and I, I don't think they're going to pull him out because he's in demand dude like him and Naomi ever since Royal Rumble that like Naomi was trending for what damn near a week but like after Rumble and then when Keith Lee came out I saw on Twitter and they're like people would be like who is this guy where the fuck has he been like you know people who don't watch the NXT product or like we had people over who didn't watch who didn't watch NXT and when Keith Lee came out they go who is this guy and why am I scared of him I'm like you should be (laughs) 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 he about killed Adam Cole by just giving him a hip check like yeah. Sure. Adam Cole's soul left his body at that I know it did when Walter slapped Walter Oh. Walter slapped the shit out of Cole. And Cole sold was... it, but I know he was hurting. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I God damn. The soul left his body. He went and saw he Jesus for a little bit. fucked Cole's chest up. I know it was a well on there. And I was, and Nicole always tells us to watch NXT UK. And I was like, eh, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I watched it because I want. I was trying to understand what was going on with Trent and why he had this feud with the old boy. Because I can't remember their names. Okay, I, I just can't. But I'm. I was looking at it and I happened to come across some old matches where Walter first showed up at NXT and started battling. They really be hitting each other. Okay, they be fucking each other up. And I'm sitting here like, 
They are battling. Don't nobody know what's going on here. These people are whooping each other's ass. And them chops don't be like, they really be slapping the shit out of each other. And I'm like, oh. And when Walter does it, I, I feel like they ain't got no nipples when they get done getting hit. When he hits you, you lose chest muscles, nipples, your soul leave your body. You you just dead. I bet you they go up to him in the dressing room, and it's like a bet. Who is the toughest guy in the locker room to take a, a chop from Walter? Because that's a, if that's you a are, good prop, initiation tactic. Just what? let him chop you. Because every time I'm like, they, not me. Every time they <laughs> chops like on someone's chest, I'm not lying. My tits shrink back into my oh, body. It's so bad. Like, I'd be like, they probably be in the back just rubbing salve on their chest to just calm the soreness. Like this well is. I can't do. I can hear the sound in my head right now, and it's just. Oh my God! I never want to be bitch locked by that man. Oh my it's God! A, it's that loud crack. And oh. when he did, when he did it to Cole, no. I was just like, despite Cole selling it, really he didn't have to flip like that. He should have just went limp and fell because the sound. And then Walter just stared his ass down, and I was like, Yo, I don't want no part. <laughs> I don't want no- <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. Whatever you need, I got you, my G. Just don't, don't chop me like that. Don't, don't do that. Well, that's that's because that's like when he took that bump at um takeover from the cage into the chair. Oh God. And me and my friend, we were sitting there. We were like, and well, it wasn't just us and like people around us. Like we got a little quiet. We're like, is he okay? Right. <laughs> because he kept not moving. Even when it went off air, he still wasn't moving. We're like, can someone go check on him? Like, they... He dead. Facts. Yeah, because it got a little bit scary for a while, because it was just like, it did not look good. Have, has Walter and Keith gone at it, and I haven't watched it? Yeah. That is a match right there. And Evolve, I believe. Oh. Okay, so I'm watching that Nelly video, and then I'm watching that. I got homework tonight. (laughs) Oh, I do have some news for NXT UK. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but they managed to... I I know her because I watch her in Riptide Wrestling a whole lot. Um, Candy Floss... She's really good. Um, she just got signed to NXT UK. So, oh, cool. yay! She's got like neon blue pink gear, and you think she's like this really sweet girl. It's like that meme. Act looks like a cinnamon bun will fuck you up, and that's like oh, the best. I've seen her. They, they are yeah. Okay. I thought I was like, who is this? She's a scary. <laughs> she's. I'm going to give Nicole her props now because Nicole's <laughs> been calling it. No, seriously. She's been calling it since yeah. this guy left. Since he left. Since, in, since they've had his contract on hold. She's been saying this. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't clear on it. Then 
she called it a week before it was announced. And it comes out, and she was exactly right. And I was like, this bitch, I swear to God. I know my business. <laughs> I swear If y'all don't know what we're talking about, it has been official. Killer fucking Cross has signed with NXT, and I am fucking stoked for it because y'all y'all are screwed. Like that's y'all are fucked. Like no, like no, 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 no. Only if they let him be him. But which I think they want they because they need because Goldberg is old and Mm -hmm. him and they're not similar. Obviously, they're a different version, but the fact that they're so intense and very basically like killers like no pun intended and they're missing that and there was even talks about just sending him straight up at a point yeah which i I don't know what they're going to do like they were very so i don't know if they're still going to do that but they're very that was like a very real thing they were think they were thinking about. They're like honestly, they were thinking about just setting him straight up. I saw on on I saw the articles on that, and they were saying that they wanted him to feud with Morrison, and then I started seeing Morrison and Killer Cross interact online. It could be very possible that they shoot Killer Cross up because there's not. Like, they put that Riddick dude on on Raw a few weeks back, and we still don't know who he is. He hasn't had a match, and he's just out there with Mojo Riley. He has his hype dude looking like a glorified Flavor Flav out there, and I'm just like, who the fuck are you? Where did you even come from? Like, you just came out of nowhere. Nobody knows who you are. We don't get no introduction. You don't get no match. You get nothing. Like, the best thing you could do is come out there in purple and white trunks and scream and holler in Mojo Raleigh's face like y'all just got done fucking before you came out there. I don't understand. I, I was very confused. So sending Killer Cross up with no lead up and, and not going through NXT is not a problem for me. I don't have any no. issues with that. As long Especially as they don't try to water him yeah, kill across. Water him like, down. Cause he'll leave. Like he doesn't need to be in and NXT. They know, and they know, and I think they know that, and they know, and they know that they are very lucky that they got him. And there's very few people they let people. They're like, you know what, just do whatever. Mm-hmm. He's gonna and be one of he's he's gonna be one because Velveteen is one of those people. They don't tell him what to do. No. <laughs> he can do it, but it works. Because yeah, but he, he has to do it within reason. Because sometimes yes. he goes too far. Look, they still he still does it. He does. They're yeah. just like they're just like, oh well, that's just Velveteen. Yeah, right. Same thing. Like same thing with Matt Riddle. Like that. Uh, yeah, Matt Riddle's still talking shit too. By the way, Cause that, that's why I don't fuck. think they sent that ordinance down to tell everybody to be quiet. Because if they did, he'd be in trouble, and he's not. I kind of got something out of that, why the whole thing was going on. Um, okay, so we all know Matt Riddle's trash-talking Brock Lesnar. And, like, I I hate Lesnar. 
Like, I, I don't like saying that about people, but I want to, like, I'm not afraid of Brock Lesnar. I will fight Brock Lesnar. I'm pretty sure I could whoop his ass because all I got to do is avoid him for two minutes and then his cardio <laughs> shit. I can go in for the kill. Um, <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> five-year-old is more scarier than Brock Lesnar when it comes to screams and talking. So I'm pretty sure I can be Lesnar. But like, so, but here's the problem. When they got to the Rumble, because we all know Riddle likes to run his mouth how he's going to be the one to retire Lesnar. Whatever. Apparently, Riddle kept running his mouth to the point where people were like, dude, you need to shut up. We're tired of, because Brock was there. Brock was there at the Rumble. And so that gave Riddle, I guess, the idea to continue running his mouth. And word got back to Lesnar. And Lesnar's like, yeah, I know about this kid. He's running his mouth, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, throughout the day, he keeps talking more shit. The rumor is he brought up Lesnar's kids. What? And don't he have children? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Riddle has daughters. He brought up Lesnar's kids. This is just the rumor. This oh. is what finally this is what finally got Lesnar to the point where he was ready to basically bitch slap the dude bro out of Matt Riddle. And like Which he should have. He should have. <laughs> I would have probably like liked him for about two seconds and then gone back to hating him. But that's why he walked up and he that was the rumor. That's what set that was the rumor that's what set Lesnar off. And that's why he basically walked up to Riddle and he's like, I heard you talking shit. No, I think he would have fought him, fought him honestly. Uh-huh. He said something about his kids. Yeah, he would have yeah. you know, he would have fought. He just, I think he just was like, I finally he he and I are finally in the same vicinity. So I need to tell him. And basically what he said was, We'll never wrestle I'll never wrestle you, kid. So you can stop with the shenanigans. And he walked away. That was the extent of that interaction. At least that's what I that's what I was finding out when I was looking for it. Yeah, I know um, I know from a parent's point of view, if you talk shit about my kids, there's gonna be a like a puddle of your blood and that's it. Like they won't find the rest of you. Because I'm gonna beat the I'm gonna beat you that fucking hard. But I'm pretty, but yeah, that was the rumor, but I'm pretty sure if he said something about Lesnar's kids, uh, Riddle would have not been able to go out into the Royal Rumble, <laughs> except being yep. all fucking t- up, and we'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, shit, Lesnar got a hold of <laughs> And I would have just let him go. Your Lesnar. <laughs> what? I filmed that shit. That would have been quality TV. <laughs> Shit. They could have put that on the rumble instead of that whack ass match with Lacey and Bailey. We could have got a decent oh. ass whooping. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> but to also oh, go off a uh, off of another big NXT um signee, they also signed um Timmy um Timothy Thatcher. I don't know why I act like I can't say his name. Yeah, so I posted about it on our Instagram, but um, obviously, for you guys don't know, Timmy, Timothy Thatcher is about 15 plus some change um, years in the game, a pillar in not only the European wrestling um, community, but in the independent wrestling community as a whole. So 
there was like some rumblings earlier that day and I think maybe the day before but obviously it was something like especially with him because he's like has he literally has like almost no social media he's not on Twitter I think he has an Instagram maybe yeah. if that like he's very like disconnected like this guy has a this guy has a flip phone according <laughs> to a lot of people who work with him and know him like no. disconnected yeah that sounds very mcfoley-ish <laughs> yes so so everyone was like unless i hear like a direct from him or whatnot i'm not gonna go by whatever and obviously and he was one of those people like a lot of individuals thought that he was literally just gonna remain on independency in his his whole life and just retire because you know some people do do that um, not that I like this person that much, but Joey Ryan, I think, is probably going to be one of those people. Thank God. Yeah, I don't need to see him anymore. Um, I can't think Ryan of anybody. I can't. Th- I can't think of anybody else on top of my head because I'm exhausted. But that's just that's just one person that pops on my mind. Um, but and also, and he's like done a lot for like the weed independent which I don't particularly like this person either, which I think it's funny because they have all these people who are like, we the independent um, freaking um, campaign or like group or whatever. And like so many of them are like signed now. So I just think it's a little bit ironic, but anyways, but um, he's also was a part of the original, the original form of Imperium. So it was in, and it was called Ring Comp, I think that's how you say it. And yes. it had himself, Walter, and Fabian um, Eichner in it. Not Fabian Eichner, Bar- Marcel Bartel. I don't know why I can't. Is Marcel Bartel. Is he related to Les Thatcher? Or is that like remember. just two different? Okay. I think there's two difference. But okay. yeah, and it's just one of those things like you never thought you would ever see this person work for WWE. Like, is he probably just going to be in NXT UK probably? But the fact that he even signed in general is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's why the killer, that's why, because it was funny because I remember because I was sitting, I was sitting at the bar at work. And I just just got a drink, and I was just, like, talking to one of my friends who's bartending. And I literally just, I literally just turned on because I was going to actually, like, watch um, backstage on my phone because I have Hulu. But then Mm -hmm. I was, like, I was, like, no, I'll just watch, like, clips and, like, so I can, like, kind of tweet about it in case something, like, cool happens. And I was, like, and I usually, like, I'll just watch it, like. The next day I usually watch it in the morning like um Wednesday mornings I usually watch the bump first and then I'll watch um backstage and then I was like refreshing and like right when they posted it and then I was like god here goes Ryan, Ryan Satin's lame ass and then I saw it because I didn't and I looked at Timmy I was like oh that's a nice picture Timothy I'm glad they got like that good and I was like that's not I was like shut up. That is not fucking killer <laughs> I screamed. And like, thank God there's nobody on like my side of the bar 
And my <laughs> friend was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite wrestlers just got signed. And then he sends us the, uh, he sends me and Tiff that it was official that Killer Cross was signed. Oh and my she's God cry- damn it. She's crying. <laughs> I was like, I hate her so much. <laughs> so uh, she, hey, she called it, though. I mean, like, we can find the clip. But she, she, did. she called yeah. it. Yeah. It was on the last podcast. She said the she said that he was more than likely going to be signed. And I was like, well, they, they said he got signed to MLW. And then Nicole said that there was only one event that he was scheduled to do, and then there was after that there was nothing. So she was dead set on him going to WWE, and I was just like, I yes. don't know. I was like, it was it's blood sport. Blood yeah, sport. I said MLW. He's just doing appearances, and ML in court. He's cool. He just lets you pop up whenever you, you feel like it because he's awesome. But. Um, so, and no one's really, like, signed, signed to ML, like, very few people are actually, like, signed, signed to MLW. People who are specifically signed to MLW are people like Injustice, um, Dynasty, um, the Von Erics, um, Tom Lawler, um, Contra, all the people in Contra, Selena, De Laurentiis, um, Priscilla Kelly, mm-hmm. Mance Warner. Like, there's very few people that are actually, like, signed, signed on there. But there are people who make appearances. But anyways, so, like, he did that. And he's, like, been doing other stuff. And then he's and he's also going to be in Bloodsport. And so, and then I was kept saying that he wasn't, that he didn't have any bookings. That he didn't have any other bookings after that. And I was like, well, that's weird because that's early in the week. Because Bloodsport's on, like, a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And then, and then I heard again, and they're like, so he, they're like, he's not accepting any bookings. I said he signed, and then I was like, I, I was like, I know it, I know it, I know it, because <laughs> especially for someone, especially when you know what he's going through, like him, base, and then basically impact, basically paying him and Scarlett and probably every, most of the most of the other fucking people there pennies, and him having yeah. to like hustle. And him getting back in a hustle and for him to not only have one booking during probably one of the most profitable wrestling weekends period, specifically for indie wrestlers. (laughs) God, this little rock solid. I'm dead, I'm dead. (laughs) Well, ladies and gents, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We are going to have our second episode up and ready to go on Wednesday morning. So be sure to look out for that. It's going to finish our wrestling recap. And we're also going to do our Black History Wrestler Highlight. All right. So when you're looking out for that, make sure you guys follow us on all our social media accounts, as I've mentioned before many, many times. And don't forget to look out for our next episode, which is going to feature this guy, Wrestle Shade. I'll see you guys in our next one.